Join me right now is resurging UFC lightweight Lick Lentz. What's going on, Lick? What's up, man? How are you? Good, I'm good, good, man. Um, 2009, you made your UFC debut. You've had 21 fights. You fought during the Zufa era, and now you're currently fighting or competing in the WME era. What glaring differences do you see when you compare these two periods in UFC history? Just the just the vibe of the thing is different. Like when 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 I first got into the UFC, there was a lot of um, a lot, like like I got picked up by, at the airport by the same people. I got I uh, like we were chauffeured around. Like we had Bert. Like there was a lot of things that um that it was it was it was a little bit more family like. And as we transitioned and got bigger, you know, now you get picked up by like a random car service, or 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 when you get there. Like everything isn't as uh, you don't know everybody. There's always new people or there's new stuff going on. And even though there's some there, there's people that have stuck around, there's been a lot of rotation in the system. So like when WME first took over, like all my contacts and the people I dealt with at the UFC, like if I had a question, like they're all gone. <laughs> like they got rid of the emails that I used to go through, and so so that was like a transition thing. And I don't know a lot of the new people and stuff like that. And and um, but overall, that the change has. Some of it has been very good, and some of it hasn't been so good. You know, it's it's it, mixed reviews on it. Definitely, must have been a kind of an awkward transitional period for you, especially someone that has been in the in the game for so long. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it is what it is. I mean, I, it, every every business you're ever going to be in, if you're around, if you're in there for ten years, is going to change, and you want it to change, right? Because you want it to get more popular, you want it to get you want it to get bought out, you want it to get but there was definitely a shift. Like before, it was kind of like a chaotic run, but family-like atmosphere. And then now it's transitioned to a little more like well-oiled, but it's a little more distant kind of relationship. So it's it's a little bit different. All right, your last fight was against Graham Raynard at UFC 229 in Las Vegas. You showed another side of your arsenal by finishing with a head kick. Yeah. After the fight, you said something clicked in you before that fight. Could you elaborate on that? Um, well, I can't and I can't. You know, I, like like when I say something clicked, like I feel like I want to be like overstated, but something like divinely inspired happened to me. Like it's like it's like it's like I had all these equations in my head that like kind of made sense, and then, but then everything just clicked and like evened out. Like I had my second kid. Like my family life clicked, like I like my other like I I I I don't talk about like other businesses and stuff I do, but that clicked, and then my fighting clicked, and it just seemed like everything was kind of separate, and it just kind of like all, all transitioned into one, and everything just like lined up perfectly, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, everything just got just just got evened out, and then that that was the change, you know, because all the pressure of fighting, all the pressure of finances, all the pressure of time, all the pressure of wanting to be farther ahead in my career than I was, all that evaporated in a second. And all of a sudden I had become like at peace and I felt good. And I, and my athletic performance shot through the roof once I, once that happened. That same night, Connor and Khabib had their brawl after the main event. Were, were you still in the arena while that was going on? No, no, I actually left right away. I was, I was like, screw it, I'm out of here. I, you know, I, I was, because uh, they wouldn't, 
there wasn't like enough tickets for them to give like a ticket because the tickets were so expensive and they wanted to make sure to make it every dime they possibly could. So like I would have just had to sit in the back in the locker room and watch the fights. And I was just like, nah, I'm getting out of here. Like, like, so I was actually out at the hotel across the street when that happened. And I was like, and I wasn't watching or caring. I was talking to my family on the phone and chilling. I went and got some food with my dad, but I saw it on TV. I was like, Jesus, thank God I wasn't there. <laughs> or like in the front, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it didn't turn out that bad, but it could have. It could have turned out very bad, right? I mean, get stampeded or attacked by a bunch of people you don't even know. That would be awful. Yeah, it seemed like Dylan Dennis, who is not a UFC fighter, initiated that whole situation. Would you have reacted the same way if a guy was yelling offensive remarks at you, you know, after the fight? No, in fact, in fact, like, like I, I it seems weird, like, to even be able to, to hear him. You know, like, like it's not like when you're in the cage, it's, a, it's not conveniently easy to see outside of it because there's lots of lights and stuff. So, like, I mean, you can see there's a crowd, but you can't see in detail the people out there. And like, you certainly can't hear them. I mean, it's pretty loud. I mean, there's 20, 30,000 people or however many were in that stadium. So, like, to be able to, like, pick him out and then be like, I'm going to kick your ass for being a, for saying bad things. Like, it seems it seems a little crazy and it seems like maybe maybe he wanted to beat him up before that and he just found an excuse to to go take a shot at him and obviously when you win a fight you're emotional and stuff like that but but yeah i mean i don't think anyone saw him like freaking eagle in it off the edge to after him but yeah definitely he must have, must have been he must have been shit talking him pretty well because <laughs> he was very angry <laughs> Yeah, or he just he just had a very distinctive voice that you could pick out in a crowd. Yeah, out of nowhere, just that super annoying guy, like like yelling me or whatever, being a doof, a goofball. Like I, I have no idea what it what it did, but I can't imagine what someone could say to me to make me that angry, especially after winning, because you just smashed the guy. So like, I mean, I don't, I, I I'm not Khabib, but. When I win a fight, like there's there's like there's like a moment of like just sheer relief because you put so much time and effort and work into it, you're just like, Yes, like that's over. I did it, like like that's awesome. Like the last thing I wanna do is go fight somebody else. <laughs> like like I like I'm like I'm like, thank God that's over. Like like we did it. We got paid. We're good. Like I don't wanna go pick a different fight. And I mean and and, and obviously, I mean he lost half a million dollars for it, so <laughs> add that yeah. on top of it. that's Jesus. that's yeah i mean imagine that dude. like nothing is worth that <laughs> even if you're here even if you're rich i mean just just evaporating five hundred thousand dollars and lighting it on fire for no reason that's 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 not the best feeling i'm sure the nsac they said that they wanted to suspend or fine athletes for pre-fight trash talk what do you think of this idea I guess, I guess, uh, like, like, do I think it's a good idea? No, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. But, but I'm going to be quite honest with you. When I like, I dislike the the trash talking and the lead up to these fights because I know a lot of it is fake, and 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 I'm an adult, and like, so I don't need to watch fake things. I have Netflix, you know. Like, I don't need to watch a fake beef, right? I can go to the movie theater and watch that. Like so, so I find I find the entire idea of the fake selling of the fight to be ridiculous and and, and and unwatchable. 
So I watch fights when they come on, but if like the trash talking thing goes on, I leave. And a lot of times I avoid the fight just because I don't find that entertaining at all. You know, like I found that entertaining when I was a kid and watched wrestling, but now I don't. So, so like if that were to go away and then we, we had like, cause sometimes there are real beef. Sometimes there are people that hate each other. Like Khabib and Connor don't like each other. Like that's real. Like, so like, I don't mind that one, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that just constantly are just saying things just to say them to like create fake drama that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? And, and I find that to be not only not entertaining, I find it to be childish and stupid. So, so I'm indifferent on this idea of like, obviously you can't regulate that. Like that's never going to happen. Like, no, there's, there's a lot of money involved in fighting. So any idea that would take money away from fighting will never be passed. So you don't have to worry about that. But, but like, yeah, I like as much as I would prefer that to happen to where like people have beef, it was real and not this manufactured garbage that everyone wants to spit out, then, yeah, that's that would be my opinion on it. All right. Well, your upcoming fight, February 17th in Phoenix versus Scott Holtzman. He has said a few things leading up to this fight, it seems like. You know, speaking of manufactured beef, because it seems like you don't have no animosity towards him. What do you do? How did you react when you heard some of the things he's been saying? I haven't heard anything he said. I heard I, The only thing I ever hear is from people that interview me and then say something like he said, like I haven't heard mm. anything he has to say. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like literally nothing he has said has made its way to me, which should show him something that he's not popular enough for it to make its way to my fucking ears. So, so, so like, like, I don't know what to tell him, you know, like, like, I mean, I don't know. You, you tell me what he said. Well, you know, like, people try to throw out certain terminology to describe people, and, you know, they think, like, it's, you know, they feel that it is a fact. You know, that's what, I think that's the, the, the type of trash talk that people are talking about. You know, like, saying, like, that, you know, this guy is a gatekeeper, or this guy is, has a soft chin. You know, like, I'm not saying that exactly he's saying that about you, but that's the type of stuff that people, I think, are trying to focus on to, you oh. know, as trash talk. Yeah, no, I heard the gatekeeper thing before, and, and like, he, he will learn, you know? I mean, the idea that, like, I mean, I was ranked number six in the world at 45. I mean, gatekeepers don't get to number six in the world. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But but if he wants to think that, 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 that gives me, that gives me, like, a that makes me happy because he's underestimating me. He's underestimating the talent I possess. And to be quite honest with you, Grace said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right, he said the same stuff. Like he's never dealt with my level. He's he's he he's he's good, but he's more of like a grinder and a gatekeeper, and he's never going to do it. Like, well, look what happened to him. Right, I said the same thing, and the same thing is going to happen to this guy. Right, and in fact, in fact, if you ever look at anyone who's fought me, even the ones who beat me, they have never they have never said, "Wow, that guy sucks." <laughs> they said they've only talked very highly of me. You know, like 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 a Chad Mendez or something or something like like I mean, they've never said a bad word for about me after the fight. They may say, hey, I don't like that guy, but he can sure fight. You know, like the idea that he can't fight is ridiculous. So so no, I like I, number one, I haven't heard it because he's not popular enough to get it. Number two, if he was really that brave, he would be tagging me in this stuff. But he's not. So so and 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 number three. 
like I and not even to be rude, like when they offered me Scott Holtzman, I had to go straight to Google. Mm-hmm. When they offered Scott Holtzman Nick Lentz, he knew who I was. So so there's a difference here. You know, there's a very big difference. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna show him just how much of a difference there is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you looked him up. You probably looked at his record. Where do you rank him in the division? I mean, he's 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 like a top 15 guy. Like there's no doubt the guy can fight. There's no doubt that he's tough. There's no doubt that like that like he's he's a very good win on my record. But you can see just like you said, you can see from the way he's talking that he's not experienced in this game. And I'll give you a, like a perfect example is if you're going to fight somebody Right. You can say all kinds of bad things about them. Right. But if it, let's say I go out there and I say, hey, Scott Holtzman can't fight. The dude is garbage. Like he shouldn't even be in the UFC. And then I go out there and kick his ass. What have I done? Nothing. Everyone's going to say, well, yeah, he was a piece of crap. Like, like, way to go. You beat nobody. If anything, if you're going to fight someone that's no good, you should build them up. You're like, holy crap, man, this guy is fast. He's going to be good. It's going to be the hardest fight of my life. And then when you go perform well, therefore, you make you, you make a presence, right? So not only does he not know how to sell a fight, he is also trying to manufacture drama where there is none to get motivation for the fight. And he's trying to talk himself up into a jumping competition and give himself a reason to be there. And so all these things are negatives on him. And it just shows that he's very inexperienced and why I call him a kid in the game. Let's get into your training camp. How has your training camp been? Has it been extended or is it, has it been like a normal camp for you? No, very normal. Very normal. Everything is, is, has gone just exactly the way it's supposed to. So, you know, very regimented, very thing. I have the best coaches. I have Henry Hoof, Kami. You know, I train with world champions. I train with all the best. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, as far as gyms, as far as training schedules go, I mean, Mine are 10, 15 times higher than his. So, no, I, I feel very good about it. You know, I'm very happy. My weight's good. I mean, I'm, I'm living the good life, so I'm happy. Now, have, is there anything you've been zeroing on during your training camp? Or is it, like you said, it's just been normal? Well, no, of course. I mean, I, I dissect everyone I'm going to fight. We, we, we train for one person. We don't train to get better in general. That's before the fight is scheduled. You train to get better at everything, but once you have a fight, it's 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 all dedicated to him, and we have him picked apart every which way. So, you're four and two since moving back up to lightweight. What are your goals moving forward in this stack division? Well, I mean, the I, I've explained this before, but like but before I was at the 55, like and I did the 45 thing, I had gone on like massive winning streaks. I beat lots of good guys, and it didn't get me to where I wanted to go. Right. So like I tried to like it's like, oh, if I'm number 10, I'll fight number nine. And if I'm number nine, I'll fight number seven. And like I tried to make it that way. Right. And then like when I got to where it was time to like start having big fights, they were just denied to me. And like and like and people like they 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 don't know this. But like, let's say let's say someone doesn't want to give you a title fight like the UFC can find somebody in the world that's going to be a hard fight for you. Right. They can find people that are going to be hard fights for you and you won't get what you want. So it, as I've come up to 55, I, I've played the game a lot better. And all I'm looking to do is put impressive wins, impressive stoppages, and then when they give me that mic, say impressive things, and go from there. 
and be a, be a, be a, be a transform, you know, like, like you said, I've been, I'm a, I'm a resurging person, except this time I actually know how the damn game is played. It's not played the way I want it to be played. So I'm playing it the way you have to play it. Adaptability, man. That's it. That's what it's about nowadays. That's what carnies are for. We adapt to anything. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Nick, and uh, good luck to you, man. Thank you, guys. God bless.